Hello and welcome to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I'm Doug. And I'm Kaylin. And this is the Geekery Radio Hour Season 2! Season 2! Uh, Kermit the Frog Arms. What episode number is this though? Like 53? 54. 54. We did 53 two weeks ago. Yeah, you said 53 and me and then I asked you to sell me your DNA. <laughs> I remember that now. Um, so how have you been? Um... Relatively good. Today was kind of shit. Uh-huh. Not gonna lie, I kind of uh, griped you earlier. And I'm not gonna bring it onto the podcast, mm-hmm. but it was kind of shit day. So I might be a little feisty today on the podcast. Feistier than usual. Yes. Is that what you're saying. Can you handle it? <laughs> I I don't know. We'll see. So I'm really excited about this one because we are starting our second season. Yeah. Fulfilling our our duties that we had made before COVID. We have a guest in the second yes, hour. We do. Second hour. This episode is 4 <laughs> hours long. We're doing the Snyder we, cut. We did do a 4 hour episode. So, so, I have a guest. We have guests lined up. Yes. If you guys listeners, if you want to be on the show, shoot us a message. Yeah, we're We'd trying to get to back to our core Yeah. um what's the word I'm Conceit. looking for? Sure. Right? Yeah, that's that's a word that Hit works. Hit me with a sure already. Sure. I told you I was going to be feisty this episode. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. I'm screwed. <laughs> um, yeah, trying to get back into it. We like when people come on the show and, like, yeah. share their thoughts. So Have it's not just y'all listening voice. to our dumbasses uh-huh. every week. So I also remembered what I wanted to talk to you about. Shoot. Oh, my God. Have you seen the trailer for Sweet Tooth? No. So it starts, I want to say, June 4th think that's a Friday. It yes. starts on Netflix. Have you heard about Sweet Tooth? No. So this is like an indie comic that I read when it was first happening. Okay. In like maybe 07 it started. Wow. And um, this was like back when I first really started getting into like reading books weekly. Okay. And I would go to the shop on, I used to go to the shop in Staten Island called Comic Book Jones. And I kind cool. of, I, I started just kind of looking for anything. I wasn't really into superhero books, so I was kind of trying to find anything that was like new and starting okay. that I could jump into. Now, this, is it is it superhero or is it No, it's indie? not. It's not. It's indie, but it's still, it's like Vertigo, so it's like published by DC okay. Indie. Sure. So this book is written and drawn by Jeff Lemire primarily. He does have guest artists sometimes for like some of the stories. But um, so it's basically... Do I know this person from anywhere else? You, Jeff I don't Lemaire? think so. No, I don't think so. He's not doing anything recently. Nothing that you would have would have come across. Or come across. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, this is one of the few things that I've read by him. I know he does a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and this is really one of the few things that I've read. It at the very least a shit ton of. Okay. So Sweet Tooth has, is a f- series that ran for forty s- issues, and then it just came back recently for like a s- small like arc mini series of six issues sure yeah an arc I, i'm like i was hoping i got the no, you, got you know nailed it yeah so okay terminology basically, correct the story of sweet tooth is like this is why i'm like hesitant <laughs> he rolls his A eyes horrible virus oh god plagues the land and seems familiar i don't know what you're talking about never heard of anything <laughs> like this so people start dying of this disease and pregnant women Mm-hmm. start giving birth to hybrid children. Children that have pig snouts, deer antlers. Interesting. Uh, fully are, like, mostly a dog. All these hybrid animal people. Huh. So, Sweet Tooth is the story of a young boy who is a hybrid, and his father, they live in this cabin in the woods alone, mm-hmm. where... 
Sweet Tooth is basically guarded from reality and everything. He has antlers. Yes, he has antlers. Yes. I, okay, now, and, um, now this is coming. So it's about him and his father and his he's told his mother has passed away of the disease and they've okay. just been living together for years as long he's known no other life than living in this cabin just him and his dad yes no other interaction no okay no. his father unfortunately passes of this plague okay and he has to kind of figure out what his life next. is going to be yeah next. his father always told him never to leave mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff this is kind and of he just instantly does it <laughs> i'm thinking of like so many different things mm-hmm. like more presently from the last thing you said, I'm thinking of Bad Boy Bubby. Oh, yeah. Because that Yikes. seems harsh, uh-huh. but, like, yeah, kind I of mean, the premise. In a way, only in Bad Boy Bubby, he, his mother tells him that the world is, like, toxic and he can't go outside, and she's mm-hmm. lying, right? Yes. This is very much a the, broken Okay, world. can I, can we just, I, I have to credit Megan, because she's the one that turned us on to the film. Yeah. The film, in the first five minutes, is so fucking hard to watch so hard to watch i had to like start slash stop like multiple times before i like just was like oh you idiot just zoom through like Mm -hmm. fast forward i don't even know where you find this movie beyond just renting it on disc from netflix you know what's really funny it it's on somewhere crazy it's on like amazon really it is yeah it has literally nothing anyone wants to watch and that's exactly yeah. where that i i 100 believe you that it's on <laughs> i will have to i'll fact check it afterwards but i'm pretty sure because i saw it and i was like why is this available uh, for like human human consumption, consumption. Yeah. this is awful but again like the uh, the first five minutes is really horrible but then it, it's like okay yeah it's about a man exploring the world for the, for the first, first time. time in his like Life. What do you want to say? He's like 30s, 40s? He has to be. Yeah. Somewhere he's, up there. He's old. Yeah. He's too Full old beard. to be experiencing things for, yes. this, for the first time like that. But we're getting way off course. So, Sweet Tooth. So, I like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I watched the trailer. It looks really good. Okay. Will Forte plays his father, which is like really great casting. This man is mm-hmm. like an eccentric who is like he's like a bible toting all he does is recite the bible to sweet tooth Mm -hmm. and like i'm trying not to give out any spoilers but there's i don't know it it, it, the trailer looks amazing Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's gonna be one of those shows that (laughs) almost like read the back of the book and then was like let's make a show you know like I don't know that this is going to be true you, to the series. Okay, well, that's that's actually kind of what I was going to ask, was because, like, Will Forte is, so, like, well-known, mm-hmm. like, and I don't know how far into the comic book series the father does die. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that they would extend it I don't know. Further? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because yeah. he is the name on this show, yes. as far as I can see right now. Also, I'm thinking of that sketch from I Think You Should Leave, where he's on the plane and he's dressed insane. Like that's almost like Ben Franklin. Like, when you said, like, yes. Like, when you said, like, Bible thumping, like, that's how I picture him to be, like, dressed. Uh Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, I've, since Monday, Mm -hmm. read all but two issues. I have two issues left. Okay. And I'm, like, I feel like I have that, like, fear of it ending that's keeping me from reading those final two issues. I, I, listen, I feel that. I feel that. I've sobbed through this thing. It's so good. Did you go through the original 40 Yes, some that's all issues? that I've been reading. Okay. So I, I know that I followed this. This is what I was saying before. I know that I followed the series when it was out. Mm. And I know that I didn't finish it the first time. Mm. But I'm like, I watched the trailer and I go, I have no memory of what goes on in this book. 
Yikes. Beyond, like, he's a deer boy. Mm-hmm. He likes to eat candy. That's mm-hmm. where he's called Sweet Tooth. Like, and I'm like, beyond that, I'm like, what else happens to this? So, so I, re- I had to restart. So now that you have reread it, mm-hmm. is it a matter of, like, just completely forgetting originally what you read? Or is it that the trailer is just... Like, it's, like... It's, like, a little... Watered me down or yeah. something? I don't know. I... I, I I still, I want to say by the third book, I was shocked by something, so I don't mm-hmm. think I remember it. Okay. And I but know did you read I, some parts where you were like, read it, and you were like, oh my god, I remember yes, this. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it wasn't that, like, you ever try to reread a book, and you're like, I know what happens, and you just start skipping pages, like, yes. I know this, I know this, uh-huh, I know this. So I never had that feeling. I have something really funny to tell you. There's one book that I reread every, like, five years, because uh-huh. I'm like, I remember really liking it. And then I read it, and I'm like, it's it's still pretty good, <laughs> but I forget every time. Uh-huh. Um, and it's Agatha Christie's, um, and then there were none. Wild. I was not expecting you to say that. I honestly I thought w- it was going to be, and this is no shade, I sure. thought it was going to be one of the Twilight books. Oh, no, like, no. Cause I have not my revisited wife, them. She will reread them like comfort food. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, like, bored and, like, yeah. maybe in a mood or a funk or something, and she will reread yes. the Twilight books. And then I'll be like, what are you doing? And she's like, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't I'm touch like, What are you doing? And she's like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, are you rereading Twilight? And she goes, yes, and I'm almost done with it, and then I can be, like, she can't mm-hmm. put it down either. Oh, no, you she has, have like, to. She has to see it complete, through, and then we're yeah. good. She's good, because she'll, like, read the books. Like, I will decide randomly like shows is different Mm because like you could just put them on whatever the fuck in the background but like way too often i have my own harry potter weekend and i'm like i have to rewatch all of the films i usually start at three I usually yeah, start at three. One is like too much. so, I don't know. It's You can probably I close like your one. eyes and play one in your head. Though. I like one because literally any time, these movies to be specifically, and I know it's like no original thought because a lot of people love these movies, mm-hmm. but to me, not only is it just the movie itself, but it's like, I remember watching this for the first time and being so excited. It's, a, it's not just... So it's nostalgia. Like you're It's like, a great adaptation. It's a yes. great starting point. It's a mm-hmm. great... It's it, like... What was but just it? Was you and I that was everything. talking about? I like to weigh things against like the Game of Thrones, like any sort yes. of like hard fantasy. I mm-hmm. weighed against the Game of Thrones pilot mm-hmm. or in the first season. The Harry Potter first movie holds up exactly like that does, where it's just a very good, yeah, interpretation for sure. Like that, yeah, I agree. What was it? David Yates, the first one. I th- no, Chris Columbus did the first two. Oh, that's Yates right. Yates did like the middle, I think. Okay, I think. Or maybe he did the back end of them. One Perhaps. of them is like the th- one of them is like a wild. Oh, just like a random director. Yes, yes, like a real um, fucking wild card. I want to say Doug's gonna look I'm gonna it up. Pull these up I want to guess a- it because I want to. I want to say that it's. Um... I, I don't know why I want to say like Baz Luhrmann or something, but it no, is no, like... no, no, not Baz Luhrmann. Um, I want to say that it's the fifth, the fifth movie. Oh, there we go. Okay. The wild card that I was thinking of is the third one. Prisoner of Azkaban is directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Okay, Who did, yes. like, Gravity, and, like, he does, like, mm-hmm. like Legit movies, movies that win awards. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, And it know. happens to be, like, I the mean, best I mean, Chris Columbus film. directs great movies mm-hmm. that, like, hold up and they're beloved, but, like, yeah. you know, Gremlins didn't win an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it should have. The Goonies it wasn't have. a contender for an Oscar either. David Yates did, yeah, he did like the back three, I think. Okay. Like, And then I think he's even done the Fantastic Beasts movies. Like, they were like, he clicked. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. When you said David Yates to me, I'm like, who the fuck is David Yates, Caitlin? Like, but then all of a sudden I was like, oh. Your memories. brain started. Yeah. My, I had to go to my mind palace. <laughs> my mind palace? So I've read all but two Sweet Tooths because I'm dreading it ending. Okay. And that's what I wanted to tell you. You know what? I I will watch the show. Mm-hmm. And if it clicks, then I will read the comics. I hope you do. You know what I, I want to talk to someone about them. Just started. What? Um, I watched the show Invincible, mm-hmm. and now I'm going back and reading the comics. Oh, wild! There's yeah. a lot of that. Too. There's like 144, I think, something like it's that. It's like an insane amount. I have yet to start it. I'm sure I'll start it this weekend. Uh-huh. But like, the show is really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm like a little. I I'm my own worst enemy. Like, people tell me I should like stuff, and then immediately I'm like, nah, I don't want to like This it. is so up your alley, and you're like... You don't even know me. You don't know even me. know the fucking roads <laughs> to get to my alley. You don't You don't know shit. And I'm like, no. And, uh, yeah, so I watched it, and I was like, this is actually really fucking good. Uh-huh. I, I only watched the first two or three, I think. The it's f- good. They're... How could you not want to continue after the first episode, though? The ending of the first episode, I, you're like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it was really wild. Yeah. So then I was like, yeah, well, I have to know how this ends. And it does get really fucking crazy. Um, so I'm excited. They, I think, are greenlit for seasons two and three. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You have to greenlight those, like, animated shows. Like what does it cost? A fucking nickel to make? And to, like, you, if you don't batch order them like that, then we mm-hmm. sit here for fucking ever waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Like. I have a fun idea for a TikTok, but I'm going to tell you off air because I don't want anyone to steal it. Oh, Okay. All right, so but keep your eyes out. Kalen's making content. I'm going to throw us to our first song. <laughs> okay. Our first song is We Are Between by Modest Mouse.
Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Kyle Beeg. Friend Kyle, of the welcome. Shop. Friend of the shop. Friend of the shop, Kyle Beeg. Um, so how are you doing today, Kyle? Doing fantastic. Fully so, vaccinated and ready. Right? I know. Yeah, look, at, look at our faces. Look at us. I've We're seen, just looking at each other. I haven't seen your face in like 14 months yeah. <laughs> i feel like uh, i've been wilson this whole time <laughs> the best neighbor maybe like when we're done with masks i'll carry around a little like popsicle like stick a, fence a fence post yeah just to keep the that mystery would, that would be fantastic did they ever show his face on that show no that was the whole thing they never did i no. thought maybe in like the maybe like the last episode like the big reveal no no huh i don't know why i mean i'm not i'm i will tell you the truth i'm not gonna go back and, and, oh, and, and watch either. that finale to I'm see if either. they did it i'm not gonna dig that far <laughs> I think I was out like during Mark's goth phase. <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, Kaylin mm. was over at my house with my wife and I, and we were like, "Let's just watch like Halloween specials of '90s sitcoms." Oh, and we watched the Halloween episode where when Mark was goth wow. and he makes the horror movie. Yeah, yeah. And Tim and Jill are like convinced he's trying to kill them. Did you watch all the Roseanne episodes? Yes. Yeah, you have to. We did. Those are the, those are the best ones. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow, that's a that's a good haul. It was like the weekend before Halloween, and we were like, I guess Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas and like actual horror movie out. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's just watch like shitty sitcoms from the nineties. Let's watch their Halloween shows. specials and see if they hold up. We watched, yeah, we watched Roseanne's. We watched Home Improvement. We basically ripped through like all of Hulu's catalog that yeah. they had. Boy Meets World, they did like a scream kind of yeah, episode. Yeah, with Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's honestly one of my favorite episodes of that entire uh, series. There's so many good, uh, when when he gets the, when uh, Kenny gets the pencil through the head, uh-huh. and he's like, we'll always remember he was the star, and he points to the hole in the wall. That's such a good one. I love that show. I love that episode. Oh, man. And at like the height of early South Park, I'm pretty sure Eric screams, oh my God, they killed Kenny. Also. Yeah. That's one of like the earlier tropes of south park where they all had kind yeah. of like a catchphrase was like oh my god they killed kenny we've already totally derailed but i was watching old south park the other day and i was yeah. like i forgot they did that yeah like, and they're like the screw you guys i'm going uh-huh. on like, they all had like catchphrases throughout like, the first like four seasons and then they like, just, we just gotta make t-shirts then they just abandoned it after the mer- <laughs> after they capitalized on all that merch money <laughs> okay so when you were here last we talked about the long halloween mm. and your love of Lobe sale Batman. Yes. And how that got you into reading comics. That was the that was the gateway point for me, yes. So today you're here to talk to us about your new we'll call it your quarantine binge. Oh man that you went through. Yeah, there was a couple of those, but most predominantly was was Spawn, yeah. Who who dare I say, for a book with no bats in it, it rivals the Batman <laughs> for my personal favorite uh comic book character. So this is like terrible on my part, but I know Absolutely nothing about Spawn, so could you tell me a little something about Spawn? Let's say, like, you were trying to pitch that I read Spawn, or that anyone listening begin reading Spawn. So, what would you tell them? So Spawn is, like, a, like a background, kind of? Like yeah. Like a brief synopsis? So yeah, like what you, you know, think makes this book worth checking out. So, I mean, I come from a background of horror, as you know, and uh-huh. I love horror and all of those related elements, and... Um, Spawn really taps into that a lot. The imagery, the artwork, you know, he's from hell, so, uh-huh. hello. Um, but 
the underlining sense of revenge and I mean everybody's had their heart broken and you know lost a, a true love and that's kind of the starting point for Al Simmons who's Spawn okay. when he comes back. So I had no idea he had a, 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 a Christian name. We'll yeah, say. I just tar- <laughs> I just Tarantinoed it a little bit too. <laughs> so basically, what happens is Al Simmons is a CIA CIA agent, and he takes on this job for a covert ops team that's put together, and he gets killed in action. Uh-huh. Gets sent to hell because of his life as an assassin. Makes the deal with the devil Malbolgia to join his ranks and sells his soul. So he can go see his wife one last time, his wife Wanda. Uh-huh. So fast forward, I think it's been five years. He goes back to Earth to find out that his wife remarries his best friend Oof. and has a daughter. <laughs> and things just spiral <laughs> out from there. There's a war between heaven and hell. And there's all kinds of angel demons and other hell spawns that uh-huh. are in Malbolgia's ranks. And he has a, um, a uh, it's almost like a... Like a fairy godmother, in uh-huh. a sense, a violator who's actually clown. If you remember from the movie, if oh you yeah. Saw the... uh, as a kid, this is my knowledge of Spawn is um, turning on. I'll say like upper tier cable on my dad's illegal cable box that yeah. we had, and being scared shitless by John Leguizamo. Yeah, <laughs> and then going ah! and then immediately turning it off. So it's funny too. Before about a year ago, that was my. Knowledge of Spawn. Spawn Spawn to me was weird, too, because Spawn for me stemmed from that, was that movie 97, I want to say? 96, 97? If I'm not 100%, I'm sorry. But from that movie, I saw it in theaters. Why my parents took me to see that, I don't know. But hey, thanks, Mom and Dad. (laughs) Um, And then I just had like a bunch of random action figures. They did like the toy line from Mm -hmm. that movie, which was super popular. So I had... Um, those toys, if anybody remembers KB Toys. I loved KB yeah, Toys. Yeah, I'm sure there's kids listening right now that's like, what's a toy store? Yeah. But, uh, right? Because <laughs> yeah. then you imagine? Even KB Toys then turned all of their stores, like, in the mid-aughts into Toys R Us Expresses. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then, what's Toys R Us anymore? Exactly. But, um, so I had, like, the just random collection of, like, Spawn figures from that movie, and, uh... Then there was a video game that came out on Xbox in, like, 2002 or 2003. It was called Spawn Armageddon. Uh I had that. So Spawn, for me, like, kind of went through my teenage years, but I never really, like, grasped it, like, got into it, but I knew the odds and ends of, like, characters. So when I was reading back a year ago, when I actually got into the comics, I was already familiar with some of these characters because I remembered having their action figure or from the video game or whatever, but I never knew, like, the context or who they were, like, in the world. When um, my brother and I were kids, we went to this toy store, used to be on Route 18 in East Brunswick, called Myers Toys, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom bought us, like, a ton of Spider-Man figures, and but they were all, like, they were not Spider-Man. You know, it was, like, yeah. it was this man spider. It they was were, like, like a the, spider. Yeah, it was all, like, like... They were, the, like, the cost cutters. It was all, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, back yeah, tier, because yeah. that was the kind of toy store this store was. It was kind of like KB, where it was, like... This didn't sell at Kmart. It didn't sell at, yeah. you know, so now it's at Myers. And we had a Doctor Strange figure. Mm-hmm. And we became obsessed with Doctor Strange at, like, you know, six and eight years old. But we had no idea who he was, other than he was just this, like, badass with, like, creepy fingers yeah. and, like, you know, a cape and shit. We assumed he was a bad guy. Right. So we would always have him, like, battling Spider-Man. Be the villain when you're yeah. playing, yeah. And then, like, you know, smash cut to 
you know, they're announcing the Doctor Strange movie and stuff, and we're like, oh my god, wow. we used to have this action figure of Doctor Strange yeah, we were obsessed with. Isn't that so cool? Like, yeah. How you remember something, but having no connection to, like, the context of it. Or, yeah. Like, where it fit in that universe, and then you find out, you know, 15 years later where it Yeah, holy fit. shit. I did the same thing when I was reading Spawn, and uh, Jessica Priest is a huge piece of that spawn universe uh-huh. and i just knew the name and i knew her character but i had no idea where she fit and in the last like f- you know 15 20 years of me being out of spawn from like when i was a kid and having some action figures i forgot about her but as yeah. soon as i read that name i was like oh, holy shit I it like rushes her. back yeah it's so crazy That's very weird right? yeah it's so weird how just something is just so far so far removed from your brain and then like the smallest thing just like snaps it right uh-huh. back into place it's so, so- funny. Now you've been reading the current Spawn, which I think they're about to. They're about at what one eighteen at this point, one seventeen, something like that. Three eighteen. Three eighteen. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Three yeah. uh, hundred was actually where I jumped in. Okay. Um. If when we did the podcast for the long Halloween, I remember Spawn was like knee high when I was finished with recording, and I uh-huh. was like Spawn. I was like. Who reads Spawn anymore? <laughs> Says the guy who listened to Limp Biscuit on the way here. <laughs> so, so let's just let's just put that out there. But that was actually where I started. It was a four part. Um, it was a four part arc called The Hunt. Okay, and I remember buying a few issues from you, like in a bulk purchase. Yeah, and then I started backtracking to back to three hundred. I got three hundred on. I bought three hundred on eBay. Because I had to have the Greg Capullo variant, uh-huh. you know. So I got. If you're going, you might as well just you, go full tilt. If you're going, if you're going to get into Spawn and you're not picking up anything by Greg Capullo, just don't bother. Because there's, <laughs> I mean, we all have our favorites, but that's he's he's such a staple in Spawn. Oh yeah, that it's like you, it just it doesn't do it the same justice. And if you get like, you know, issue three hundred and it's by somebody else, it's like, did you really get issue three hundred? Uh-huh. You know. So I started at 300, and uh, 318 comes out uh, this month, end, okay. of, end of this month. So um, I started with 300, worked up to the current run, and then that's when we started doing the Spawn Origin books, yeah, which is literally issue one through. But, you know, my timing, I started this all at a pandemic, so I was like, hey, can you get this for me? And yeah, you're like, like, yeah, it'll be here in July. <laughs> You had messaged me, and I was like, okay, so just so you know, they've just shut down all the warehouses yeah. for comics, yeah. so um, they're on order, and uh, I hope to see them at some point. It was funny, because I think you had one in the shop, yeah, and I bought one, and then I think the rest we ordered, and we ordered them in March, and I want to say I got them in June or July, because yeah. I was going to... I remember specifically I was going to Howell and you messaged me and said, hey, like these, you, you know, your your Spawn books came in. And uh, I remember going to get them and being like, I have to reread what I read because I read it four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I had looked into when you had asked me to order you volume two, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why this is like impossible to come oh, across. Yeah. So I had a guy in here the other day, believe it or not, who bought the... That chunker book that we had, the Spawn that Omnibus that was 1 through 50. Yeah, that book is And beautiful. he looked at it and he said, holy shit. And I said, what? He goes, it has issue 8 in it. Oh, no. And I said, oh, well, what's, you know. And he's like, I can't believe it. And he slammed it on the counter. He's like, I absolutely got to take this. Uh-oh. And I was like, well, what's the deal with issue 8? And he said, well, Alan Moore wrote parts of issue 8. Wow. With Todd McFarlane. 
So it's tied up in all these like reprint royalties, apparently. So that's why it beca- when it gets printed, yeah. then it's it exists until it doesn't exist anymore, and then I guess they have to renegotiate with Alan Moore to print more of it. Wow. See, what I was thinking in my head when I was saying "oh no" was I was thinking about Volume Eight of the Origins uh-huh. books. So I was yeah, because like, something something was weird about like the Origins books. Where like I was remember telling you like if you can get number seven, like apparently it's like, really hard to find. Uh-huh. I was reading something on Reddit where people were, um, like scrambling to find Origin number seven of the yeah. of the trade paperbacks. But the yeah, I didn't know that about issue number eight. So it Alan seems Moore. like thankfully, I guess with this like rejuvenated interest in Spawn, I mean. They've reannounced that they're doing another movie. Mm. The since three hundred, I I mean, it was a book that we would trickle out of the store. Now we have tons of people who pick up Spawn. Yeah, it seems that there's this like re- rejuvenated interest in the character, so they are making these older issues more accessible and stuff. And I think too, to their credit of making Spawn, I don't want to say relevant again because I feel like Spawn's always been uh-huh. irrelevant. I mean, he's been chugging character. along for 300 yeah. issues since so, the early 90s. Yeah, so so it's, something's kept him afloat. Yeah. But I want to say, like, I don't want to say, like, that's why I don't want to say irrelevant, but I want to say he's not at the same tier as, like, your Captain America's, your Iron Man's, mm-hmm. your Batman's, your Superman's. Yeah. But in all respect, he kind of should be. Yeah. Just because he's not, you know, DC Marvel, which are, you know... The Just two- the same as people still love the Turtles. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I mean, there's no difference between no. his existence and the Turtles' existence. But They're, think, you know, independent heroes. I think what I was going to say was Spawn's biggest downfall, I think, is this lack of merchandising. You cannot yeah. find... I remember I was reading this this press from on McFarlane's website from, I think it was 2019, uh-huh. where they were doing, like, the release of 300, and they were, you know, hyping it up. Mm-hmm. And they said for the first time in a decade that they were releasing licensed Spawn merch. Wow. Yeah. And if you go on, because, you know, I'm a, a big, I'm a big merch guy. Yeah. And I was looking for just a t-shirt, uh-huh. and the only options are, like... Public or is it Red? Oh wow! So like fan driven stuff. Yeah, like personal. It's probably like borderline getting shut down. Yeah, (laughs) private artists that are they're obviously not licensed. Wow. Yeah, that is insane. When you can walk into any Five Below and get a Batman T-shirt, you can walk into those little stores now and get. Like we said, Doctor Strange, yeah. or like all of these like random heroes, not random, but you know, like these lesser heroes yeah. versus, I mean, you should be able to find Spawn stuff yeah. on imagecomics.com you would, you or, think, you know. You think, and I remember the other thing that I read that was crazy too was Todd McFarlane turned down a deal to make a Spawn Funko Pop. Really? Yeah, he turned it down and he was like, I don't, you know, Funkos are supposed to be cute and you know, attractive and appealing to yeah. younger kids. He's like, Spawn is none of those things. He yeah. says, like, I don't think I would ever release a Spawn Funko. I think that they should release a Spawn Funko of... Have you ever read Spawn Kills Spawn Kills Everyone? I, I've seen it, yeah, the yeah, little, yeah. Like, yeah, he's like chibi. Yeah, like, he kind of yeah. looks like an egg. Uh-huh. Like, release a, release a Funko of that thing. Yeah. Man. That thing's adorable, you know? It'll kill you, but it's adorable, That's you know? People like Gremlins. <laughs> awesome that he wants to keep the integrity of the mm-hmm. character. Yeah, I loved that. I just saw... So... You know how they have the Alien comic right now running from Marvel? Oh, yeah. Justin was telling me when he was looking through, all of our Predator comic orders have gotten canceled. Really? So I'm like, why was that canceled? And then he found in um, some blog somewhere that the guys who own the rights to Predator bought it back from Fox and Disney. Wow. To maintain the integrity of their property. I Instead of that. letting it be licensed out by, you know... 
Disney yeah. core. And, well, could you imagine you know, Predator is like a Disney property? Yeah, you know, come right. on. It's, it's a little bit ridiculous that Alien is, but yeah. hopefully it's in good hands. I'm hearing nothing but good things about the comics the so comic far. The fantastic. It's only it. two issues in, and it's, you know. I think it's great. It's actually, when that's on my poll, that's actually the thing I read first. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's the, awesome. That's the first thing I read. Because, I mean, it would, of course, be in good hands at Marvel. They have great talent and stuff. But it, I, I love the idea of being like, well, no, we made this. It's ours. Yeah. Let us keep it. That's almost, I don't I don't want to say, like, that's very punk rock, because I always feel like that sounds, like, kind of corny. But in this sense, it, it's I love that it's expression. A, to say, it is punk rock. Yeah. I, I completely it's, agree it's with that. It's like, yeah. no, corporations, yeah. you can't have no, my fuck off. Shigurgan and my Predator. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you can't do that. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Kyle. I have two final questions. I would like to know what you think everybody should read. You have a book recommendation, a series, a graphic novel. Um, I just, you know, I just finished up the uh, the Watchmen run mm-hmm. from start to finish. But the before Watchmen books, I did Watchmen, and then I did. You read it all like canonically. Yeah. Yep. So you read all of Before Watchmen? I read Before read Watchmen, Watchmen, and then I read Watchmen, and then I read Doomsday Clock. Uh-huh. My graphic novel recommendation is absolutely 1,000% Doomsday Clock. Really? I loved Doomsday Clock. Yeah? I thought it was great. I thought it was so good. I really enjoyed it for a while. I think I need to revisit it. Yeah. I think I need to revisit it. Because yeah. I read it patchily, because it, you know, its release it's, schedule was yeah, incredibly patchy. It was patchy. unreal. When I was looking yeah. back at that, when I bought, because I, again, like everything else in my life, I jump on late, and um, I got the the complete edition, but yeah. then when I was looking back on the internet, I was looking at, like, the sporadic release date of it, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, how did anybody keep up with this when it was released in issues? Yeah. I loved some of the the Watchmen universe stuff that they did in it. Like I loved the marionette. Yeah, the marionette was phenomenal. That, like that whole character. Yeah, it, that, was that was really tremendous. good. And it felt like it belonged in the Watchmen mm-hmm. canon. Like it would be in the. Yeah, like, that could be it something felt that you real. would see in Alan Moore's original yes. Watchmen. I yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, the other uh, comic series I want to say is obviously Death Metal. It's death metal. It's a haul. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. It is an absolute haul for anybody that hasn't read it. Um, there's a lot of... I think the reason why I like it is because it's, it's so just, like, encompassing. It's mm. so just... You get so wrapped up and so absorbed yeah. in it. With metal and death metal, road to metal, road to death metal, there's so much in the catalog to read that I feel like that that's probably like one of the most complete series I've read. And it is now... It's like a perfect time for you to honestly mention this because... Every bit of the metal and death metal storyline are now available in graphic novel and trade paperbacks. I saw that when I was reading my poll this morning. That's yeah. a cheap plug, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, "I said, man, look at all these, look at all these cool graphic novels. They're doing yeah. like five or six of them." And I honestly, I think I want to, I want to say three fourths of one of my comic book boxes is strictly death metal. Yeah, death metal I did was all a the beast. Tie-ins. Yeah. I did all the tie-ins and the. The multiverse uh, expansion books, and it was uh-huh. it was a haul, and it, it it touched base in the mainline Justice League book for about four issues. Yeah, right. It dipped into so many Teen Titans. It yeah. dipped into like I have single issues of stories that I've never read. I've never bought a Justice League comic in my life, and mm-hmm. I have four issues. I yes. have like two Teen Titans books, but they're all spanning. 
They're yeah. all, it's all in, and the, it's in all the chronological. it's all kind of necessary story, because I was reading the main line, and they'd be like, okay, so the Flashes are going to go off and do this mission. So then you go find the Flash book, and you read that you story. Read up on what mission And you're like, oh doing. shit, yeah. okay, that's how that goes, and whatever. And then by the time you read the next issue, issue six or whatever of Death Metal, the Flashes are back, and they're like, okay, so we did blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're like, okay, well, if you weren't reading that, it's just kind of like, Okay, cool. It's almost like watching, I said it to my uh, my cousin, it's almost like watching a movie with the sound off. Yeah. And you just kind of, <laughs> you kind of, because he said he got the main run of it, but mm-hmm. he didn't do the uh, the tie-ins or like anything. Like the all-encompassing yeah. story. And I was just kind of like, like, why? He said, oh, it just kind of seemed like filler to me. I said, well, you watched 25 Marvel movies and five television shows <laughs> to get the point of a story. Yeah. This is the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing in a different media format. It kind of is like, like going from Endgame to then we'll say watching Doctor Strange two, yeah, and missing the Wandavision of it all, right? Of like all of that character development and the weird things that happened in that. It is kind of that's exactly like a one to one same thing yeah. in a different media. Because I remember I wasn't going to see the Marvel movies. I think the first Marvel movie I saw in theaters was probably Black Panther. Really? Yeah, but I saw all of them previously before uh-huh. going to see Black Panther. But I remember going to the theater to seeing Black Panther and just and and even when I saw, uh, actually no, it was Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok was the first one I saw, I saw in theaters. It's the best and one. It is. It's <laughs> so good. And and I think like when I went to see Ragnarok, I was like. Could you imagine just being like someone that's just like casually gonna? I'm gonna go see Ragnarok and having no idea what's going on. So. Uh, somehow, that's my mother. My mother got into these movies by watching Ragnarok <laughs> Sorry, one night, Mom. <laughs> and it's like, how do you watch movie 19? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, uh, and then she, of course, went back and watched everything, but you it's like... To. It's she almost... had such a good time, though, watching movie 19, yeah. that she was like, okay, fine, I'll watch all of those other movies. That's you awesome. Know? To me, that's awesome. Yeah. If, you would, if you get that... Absorbed in one movie, and you go back and watch one through eighteen. Yeah, that's amazing to me. That says a lot about number nineteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Kyle, thank you again for joining us. I have, um, if you have anything you'd like to plug, you want people to follow you somewhere. I know you have a pretty fun Instagram where you share a ton of horror movie and comic book stuff. My Instagram handle is Horror of Gotham. Um, I'm not very active. It's the same on Twitter. I'm not very active on Twitter. The unless sports are on or it's Wednesday, my dudes. Um, it's all Marlins. It's all, all Ravens. Marlins. All Devils. It's a four game win streak, by the way, for the Marlins. <laughs> in case you're keeping score at home. Kyle, this episode comes out in two weeks. So. Oh man, uh, we might be. What's that? What's that going to be? Uh, end of May. Marlins are typically eliminated from playoff contention by May. So <laughs> you knew I was happy when there was a four game win streak. Yeah, Horror of Gotham on Instagram, and um, follow the Geekery on all their platforms and all their mentions, and that's my cheap plug for the day. Okay, so I need you to pick song two and throw us to song two right now. Boiler by Limp Bizkit. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
Thank you, Kyle, for coming oh. on the show. Okay, Doug, hi. <laughs> no, because I forgot what we're supposed to say here is that Kyle forced us to listen to... New metal? <sighs> N-U metal? From, yeah, N-U metal. <laughs> what is the song? Shit. And that was Boiler by Limp Biscuit from the album... Chocolate Starfish and, and hot, hot dog, dog flavored, flavored water. water. I'm so mad that he did that to me, but I did catch him off guard, and I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. So I really think we should keep doing that. And Kyle, Percy doesn't listen if they don't Kyle, have a song ready. I really like you. You seem like a real cool guy, but the fact that you made us put Limp Bizkit, <laughs> Doug is going to have to purchase this song. Yeah. To play it on the podcast yep. now, <laughs> and that's just and that's forever, baby. That's think, on the internet forever. That you. Downloaded. I think we should close this episode with We Are Between Again, just because it's such a good song. Okay. And it, you need a palate cleanse afterwards. Fair. It's terrible. Fair. Hey, Doug. Hey, Kayla. What's going on at the shop? So, okay. Um, Wait, did we even mention that we're live and in person? I mean, I'm sure everyone knows, but we're live in the tell. shop right the, now. The, 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 the Energy. It's palpable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm pulling out all of the words. I'm not the laying words. down in my bed. <laughs> There's not a wind tunnel. I'm trying to think. My audio's not cutting out. I know we sound we sound very good. Oh, I imagine. I haven't. I mean, seem we, a little full of yourself, but okay. I think we do. We sound great. This is season two. We forgot we were going to be shitty in season two. Wait. Remember, we said we were going to be really shitty, uh-huh. like toward everything and everyone. I think we kind of. We are already. <laughs> okay, we that's fair. Um, okay, hit me with a... Hey, Doug. Hey, Kaylin. What's going on at the shop? On top of, of course, lots of great reads coming out these past couple weeks, we have a couple fun things that I wanted to share. We just started getting in books from TKO Publishing. Okay. They publish exclusively full stories. Oh. So... And they're so no weekly, av- just no. Okay, but they are available in two bingeable formats. You can either mm-hmm. get the single issues of like we'll say it's like a six issue series sure. all together, okay, or you could get the trade paperback version. Huh? That's the only way that they print them. But they come out. I don't know. I don't do weekly, so like uh-huh. I don't really know if that's like something that um, is wanted. Well, that's people? why. So they do exclusively. <clears throat> I guess graphic novel style, we'll say, mm-hmm. but it's like sparsed out. You could get them as floppies, but if you ordered it, you would get all six issues in one shot. Now, what are the perks of that, though? Like, is it some people do? Some people really would want to read this stories. Mm-hmm. This stories, Jesus Christ! I knew what she meant. Someone, you know, like if you really want to read these stories because they have like these heavy hitters, they have real, yeah. you know, like big names in comics that are writing these books, and some people really only want to read. You know, like short, floppy issues of a book. Short little spurts of yeah. stories. Versus, I mean, I'm a, I'm a trade reader also. I, I prefer fa- a trade paperback. I need that much at least. Yeah. I'm so impatient that I, I don't think I could wait A lot of the books in the basis. shop, for me personally, like I'll read usually like the first issue of a series. If okay. I, and, you know, just to get the feel, feel it for out. it. And yeah. Be able to, you know, have a conversation with someone about it. And then I'll kind of be like... I'll make my decision if I'm going to, like, wait for the trade to come out or if I, like, with that book crossover by Donny Cates, mm-hmm. as we were checking it in, when the next issue came in, I went, you were reading bup, 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 <laughs> and I would go sit down and read that issue. You put, like, a be back in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, gone sign. fishing, and I would read the issue, and then I would go back to doing my job. Well, that's really... But otherwise, I'm like, I'll just wait for the I trade. I thought maybe 
and I don't know if it comes in this format, I thought maybe people would want the floppy ones because of the different artwork on the friends, but I don't that, know if it comes with the same. They do have different covers, so that is another aspect, because people, some people do exclusively collect for based on a cover or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you want a particular yeah. cover. Yeah. I just... <laughs> you blend, dude. just blacked out, dude, I think. Doug was talking. Doug was talking, and his eyes just glazed <laughs> over in front of me. Oh, I feel crazy. Are so yeah, okay? we just started getting them in. I'm really excited. I want to check a bunch of them out. Is there any titles that we should know about? I really, because I'm reading Sweet Tooth, mm-hmm. I, I have to say reading because I refuse to finish it for some reason. Currently I reading. I think it will just be so on sad. On pause. So Jeff Lemire also has a book with TKO called Sentient that I want to check out. Okay. We got that one in. And, Did uh, we, I think we mentioned on last week's, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, last mm-hmm. pod, um... What we're reading for the upcoming for book, book club, club, right? Yes, we did mention that. Okay. Yes, we did. Well, I just I wanted to mention because I have it right in here, in front of me. Yeah, and book club is next Friday. Dang, it's right? so quick. Yeah, you want to read that the synopsis on the back? Sure. Oh, it's on the back. <clears throat> Sorry. A powerful sorceress must attempt to correct her greatest mistake: the creation of a magical cat that can travel through time, space, and the seven realms of reality. The cat threatens to unravel the fabric of the universe, doesn't care, and just won't listen. Flawlessly done, both dangerous and cute. Oh, now I'm reading the reviews. That's <laughs> comic book resources. And the other one is, has all the trappings of the next great fantasy series. And that is AIPT exclamation point comics. So this is Inkblot Volume 1 by... <clears throat> Emma Kubert, and I'm assuming um, art by Rusty Glad. Yes. But it looks very cool. You thumbed through it and you seemed pretty excited. I am because things look cute in it. Mm-hmm. And that's like <laughs> the one thing. It's a very harsh turn from Department of Truth Volume 1. Yes. I do think that we keep it kind of eclectic, right? Like No, we for sure there are, do. There like, very different things. This is the first um, female writer we've had in, in a bit. In a little while. Yeah. But, but, but we're back into it. it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks very good. I have high hopes. Oh, look at this one. The splash page. That's awesome. Yeah, the art's really cool. So kudos to Rusty Glad. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for this one. So if you want to take part in our book club this month, we are reading Inkplot Volume 1 on... mm, It's May. I almost said March. May 28th at 6.30 at Lake Lefferts Lakeside Park. Lakefront Park. Weather pending. Weather pending. Bring Bring your chair. And... And are you what trying you to say, say and water? <laughs> we said the one thing and sing it, then I kind of had to go with it. Yeah. Um, but be sure to um, shoot you us a message. You want to do that thing where, um, what is it? Kath and. Garth and Kath. For Garth SNL. and Kath, yeah. Rick Fred Armisen and uh, Kristen, Kristen Wegg. Wegg, yeah. <laughs> Doug does <laughs> not want to do it. We'll practice it. We'll but bring it back for episode 55. We'd love to have everybody come check it out. Yes. We have volume one available. We also have the single issues, if you'd prefer it that way. This book's an ongoing. It's been going for a little while now. I promise that we're just as fun in person. You I think promise. so? <laughs> Maybe even more. <laughs> Maybe more. But, um, so be sure to shoot us an RSVP, because there will be food. We're trying to figure out what we're yes. doing. Yes. Probably pizza again. 
Pizza. Who pizza doesn't love pizza and comics, man? Pizza and comics and I must have in coffee. <laughs> Probably coffee. As I need well. coffee now. I think is my problem. Yeah. No, so, I don't. I'm gonna go home. We should definitely. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fading. I might not make it back to my house. I'm oh. driving you, so you should. I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about one other thing. Sure. So the other day, I was in the back, like by the back issue bins, mm-hmm. and I heard like, <gasps> "Oh God, yes, in now the I know. And now I, went, I know. What the fuck? What is that? I can imagine. Just, like, I can." Im- Nope. It screams me out so uh, hard. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and now I'm poking the ceiling tiles to try to get it to like just move whatever mm-hmm. it is. And why do we do that? Why do like? What I do don't want to see it. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. But don't like, know. you have to do it. Yeah. But so, like, why do we do that to ourselves? Because it's the, skittering. I, okay, continue. It's skittering. Yeah. It gets worse. Mm-hmm. So then. I'm I like, like these sound effects. I'm so screamed out. I'm standing in the front of the store, and I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. I start mm-hmm. like, what if whatever it is, choose a wire, choose something, and you know, yeah. there's a problem. So then I'm like, oh, I don't know. I went to go get a drink, so I went behind the curtain, and there's a bird sitting on the hat rack, the coat rack. And I'm like, what are you doing in here? Oh, my God. There's like those weird vent flaps. Up in the top, and I think a bird got into the <gasps> store and then into the ceiling. Oh! So now I, had I to, hate birds I had to so throw much. Open and it like I hate them so much. Birds, when you're like, you never get close enough to a bird that it's like not willingly at eye level and like looking right at birds are not huge. willingly. They're big. They are. Some are big. Some are small. But also, like, I don't trust them for shit because, like. What are you going to do next? I can't read your mind. It's yeah. not like a dog or a cat. You're not giving me signs if you're going to be, like, cool and, like, eat out of my fucking Is hand. Is it going to poop on something? Do I'm it, like... Do you want to go there? Please don't... Please don't do anything bad to anything back here. Don't yes. peck it. The water cooler. Don't peck it. Mm-hmm. Books. Don't do... So I throw Don't even, like... Don't even, like, fly into the wall and die. No, no exactly. Because I have to don't, deal with your don't carcass. Die in here. Gross. Don't die in here. Yeah. So I throw open the back doors, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Get, get. You know, like just <laughs> Go threatening. On, get. Go on, get. So then I had to like come in and like, you know, make myself big or whatever with yeah. like paper and I'm like flapping at it and it like, <laughs> it freaks out and it's flying all over the back room and the backpack is like not that big. Yeah. And it's like, flying chaotically and like mm-hmm. landing on staff and then like worst case scenario it doesn't go outside and it comes into the main shop yes and then what do you I get had from there the store. yeah and i'm like please <laughs> so then i had to like i shoot it were out. you being quiet or of loud of course i was being quiet Caitlin. you okay. know me very well <laughs> i was having like a panic attack and justin is in the front like laughing at me he's like you're so stupid it's a bird what are you freaking no, out no about? no 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 justin yeah. has no fucking right because if he was back there he'd be doing the same fucking thing so would anyone unless you were like a fucking bird catcher or no, some who shit wants to deal with that yeah no so it finally no, no. flew out and i slammed those doors so fast <laughs> That you crushed it, and I, it died. <laughs> but luckily it died on the curb, so it was fine. Not, not in my store, Mr. Bird. <laughs> yeah, that was my nightmare. Fun. <sighs> so. That was a fun story that I shared. It was really right. fun. I, I liked really, it a lot. I, we're like floundering to ramp out. We started so strong. 
This has been season two. I've got, I've just recently gotten two FaceTime calls from my brother who's supposed to be at work. So I'm trying to wrap this up okay. real quick so to figure out why he's calling me. This podcast is based out of a comic book store called The Geekery located at 19 Little Street in Madawan, New Jersey. The Geekery can be found online at The Geekery NJ. Uh, this podcast can be found on social media at The Geekery Radio. And I can be found at Father underscore K. I am at Double Stiltskin. Thank you for listening. Season two. Season two. Episode 54. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.